you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Coming up on NFL Fantasy Live, football officially kicks off tomorrow. Yay! And we have a full preview with projections, stars to watch, and busts for the Ravens-Broncos matchup. Plus, the hype is building around the all-new fresh faces in the league. We'll tell you which ones are destined for an excellent fantasy maiden voyage. Iron Maiden, excellent. And our team of experts makes your fantasy life simple. We tell you who to start and who to sit for week one. Sit back, relax. NFL Fantasy Live starts right now. What's up, fantasy fans? Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live. Joined by Michael Fabiano and Elliot Harrison. I'm Jason Smith. Remember, you can still sign up for free fantasy football right now at NFL.com slash fantasy. We have fully customizable leagues, live scoring, and instant highlights. Make sure you check it out. Big news on the eve of the regular season. We kick things off with the New York Jets, who have officially named Geno Smith their starting quarterback. Rex Ryan, very excited about Geno Smith, said today, quote, We're going with Geno Smith as our starting quarterback, and we are excited about that. (laughs) Sure you are. He was taken in the second round by the Jets in this year's draft. Now, fans with Mark Sanchez being out, obviously Geno Smith doesn't have any fantasy value, but this allows you to say what you love to say to me all the time. Don't play any Jets. Well, definitely not in week one, especially with the situation with Chris Ivory. This is a fantasy wasteland in the Meadowlands. See what I did there? Land thing. Is he playing Nick Folk? No. Oh, stop it. Wow. Nick Folk may be your best Jets option this week. <laughs> Might be. It could be. So, but going forward, hopefully Geno Smith is someone who could have some upside, but you got to see him play. A guy with upside is E.J. Manuel. We head to Buffalo where he has been named the starting quarterback from the Buffalo Bills. Head coach Doug Marone saying, yeah, we're going with him. This kind of a, a fait accompli, a foregone conclusion. What does this mean, Elliot? You're not starting E.J. Manuel week one, but what does this mean for the Bills' weapons? Well, you absolutely are starting C.J. Spiller. You invested a second round or a first round pick in him, so you have to play him. Stevie Johnson, I think, is a good flex starter for you here. Playing against the Patriots who can give up big plays on the back end. Patriots can be a nice fantasy defense, i.e. they can get you turnovers, but actually, as far as being a real defense, they give up a lot of big plays. 
Stevie Johnson should be able to get 80, 90 yards in the touchdown. He said no one can stop them. Patriots have nobody who can stop them this week. I can't really disagree with him there. I think 100 yards is is definitely attainable for him. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan not of Stevie this week. Not a no? fan. I do think E.J. Emanuel has upside from a fantasy perspective because of what? He can run with the football. And I love these running quarterbacks. You guys know that probably better than anybody sitting next to me for the last couple of years. Tim Tebow, Colin Kaepernick, right. and now Terrell Pryor. Manuel's got upside. He's a player to watch. So you're not worried about Johnson. You're worried about their, their ability to get the ball to Johnson. Correct. Yeah. This week, yes. All right, well, this week is kicked off Thursday night. Ravens and the Broncos. Here's our projections for the guys you're likely going to start in all of your fantasy leagues. Take a look here. Ray Rice projected to have a huge day against the Broncos. Torrey Smith, not so much. Look at the other side. Peyton Manning near 15 fantasy points. is a pretty good week. Demarius Thomas at 12. Look at Wes Welker, Eric Decker. Powered by EA Sports, our projections are. They say Eric Decker has the big week. Wes Welker does not. But here on this set, Guys, we like Wes Welker a lot better than Eric Decker. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely like Wes Welker. I like Wes Welker because of where he works on the football field. He works in that zero to seven yard range. If you watch the Super Bowl in February, and I know that you did, that's how the 49ers got back in the game is attacking the Ravens linebackers. Well, they've changed out those linebackers, but they're not necessarily a better coverage team. I like Wes Welker to do a lot of damage. I think he catches eight to ten balls in this football game. Yeah, and remember, Peyton Manning loves to throw the slot receiver. Remember yeah. that year? when he had three wide receivers go over 1,000 yards, one of which was Brandon Stokely. That was the year he had 49 touchdown passes. Peyton likes to go to that receiver, and I would argue this is the most reliable slot receiver he has had in his career in the National Football yeah, League. At, at this point in their career, Welker is a better player than Brandon Stokely. I don't think anybody would argue No that. doubt. Yeah, and I worry about Decker from the perspective of, is he just going to be turned into a red zone guy? Like, is he going to be a Plaxico Burris where he's that big target they look for, and really because all the receptions are getting sucked up by Wes Welker? Yeah, yeah. And, and remember, if we're looking at pure points last year, Eric Decker's the number one fantasy wide receiver. Number one. This year, I didn't draft him in any leagues as more than a three. And that says a lot about the presence of Wes Welker. I mean, I think that Decker is somebody that you could potentially start as a flex. I'm not saying that Decker has no fantasy value, but if you're just comparing the two in a vacuum, I'd rather have Welker versus the Ravens. All right, like we said, these are guys you are most likely starting in all of your fantasy leagues. But the big thing is passing the Thursday night test. Some players who are questionable, do they merit starting on Thursday night? Because, Fabs, as we know, it's hard to look at a low point or a zero on your score sheet all the way from Thursday till Sunday. So very important to know which guys you can start on Thursday night and which guys you sit on your bench. First one, Julius Thomas. A lot of heat for him. This preseason, winning the number one tight end job in Denver. We know Peyton Manning likes to throw it. You start Julius Thomas? Well, let me let me do some, let's see, uh, carry the two, that's eight. Um, no, I don't start Julius <laughs> Thomas. That's, that's a good equation no. you had there. Uh, Demer- what option is he in their passing attack? Fifth, probably? You go Fourth D- or fifth, you I go- mean, at best. Let's do it out right now. DT one, yep. Welker two, Decker, Decker three, probably yep. Hillman four. Julius Thomas, five. Vance Johnson's in that mix. Look, there's no Vance Johnson. <laughs> Three Mark Jackson. Look, there's no reason to start this guy in week one unless you were one of those people that drafted Gronk and then forgot to get a tight end at the back end of your draft. If yeah, you're not I, one of those people, why I'd rather start yeah. Zach Sudfeld over this kid. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. And we'll have more on Zach Sudfeld coming up later on in the show. Now, Broncos backfield, you drafted Monty Ball thinking, okay, he could be the starter, but can you really trot him out there week one? No, he's a long-term investment. And Monty Ball, to me, is no better than a flex this week, and he's not even a good flex because the Broncos are going with what? Not a backfield committee where 
where it's maybe play by play. It's drive by drive. Uh So we don't know who's going to see more carries out of Sean Marino and Monte Ball and Ronnie Hillman. Hillman looks like he's going to be the starter. I still don't trust him. I don't trust anyone in this backfield. This is a long-term commitment with Monte Ball. Eventually, he will be the guy, although this looks like it could be a committee for the most part throughout the course of this season. Monte Ball's got the most upside, though, and I think the most talent. Yeah, I, I listen, between Monte Ball and Ronnie Hillman, I don't want to play either one of these guys in our experts league. I did draft Monte Ball, not Hillman, for the upside. But I have Greg Jennings and Miles Austin on my bench. I'd rather play one of those guys in the flex than play Monte Ball versus the Ravens. And I wouldn't want to play Ronnie Hillman either. If you have wide receivers, again, like a Jennings or a Miles Austin on your bench, play them in your flex, not Ronnie Hillman. What do I always say about Ronnie Hillman? If you get points for fumbles... Ronnie Hillman is a must-start for you because you know you're going to get There you go. Did you have Willis McGahee on your team last year? I had Gerald Wilhite on my team (laughs) last year. Sammy Winder, I thought, was one of your teams. Oh, Sammy. He had a couple of years. But McGahee put the ball on the carpet a lot last year, and you don't want to see Hillman do that. Yeah. All right, let's get to the Ravens side of things. Joe Flacco was someone who – I can't get over this, Fab. So many people say, really? You don't start Joe Flacco? He had the big game against him in the playoffs. Flacco's been up and down as a fantasy quarterback. We get all those still. Flacco turns into, like, Joe Montana in the playoffs. In the regular season, he's not very good. Joe Flacco is this era's Troy Aikman, okay? Aikman, a Hall of Famer, and he got the job done in the playoffs. In the regular season, he was not a good fantasy quarterback, and especially on the road, Joe Flacco scored more than 17 fantasy points one time on the road last year. Once. So I know he averaged 285 yards in the postseason last year. He had 11 touchdowns, no interceptions. He was unbelievable. Joe Montana-like. This is the regular season. It's a road game. I don't trust Joe Flacco. Neither should fantasy owners. Yeah, and he had someone to go to on third down. He had Anquan Bolden. He had Dennis Pitta. Do you know how many passes Torrey Smith caught on third down last year? For the whole season, nine. Nine passes. Yeah. If you're going to get fantasy points, you got to convert third downs. This is going to be the Ray Rice show in this contest. You bet. All right, well, the last guy on the list, I think we're at least going to get one positive guy that, hey, you can play in, even though it's questionable, is Torrey Smith, simply because the fact, who else is going to catch passes? Yeah. I mean, Ozzie Newsom is still the best tight end on the Ravens <laughs> roster. That's a good point. I tell you what, Torrey Smith is definitely a guy I like. I definitely think you play Torrey Smith. Elvis Doomerville is no longer on the Denver Broncos. Von Miller is suspended. So you're not going to be able to get a lot of pass rush. Where does Torrey Smith make his living on deep throws? What do you need to complete deep throws? Time, which Flacco is probably going to have. And Torrey Smith is a guy who absolutely destroyed Champ Bailey last year in the postseason. And Smith is the guy. There's no question about it. He's a third-year receiver. A lot of times wide receivers have their first big year in their third year. I can guarantee you right now, Torrey Smith stays healthy. He has 1,000 yards. I start him as a three in this contest. Yeah, he looked like he was going to break through last year, kind of slowed down a little bit. Antoine Bolden took over. This is a big breakout. He was on a lot of our lists for being a breakout player. And he still has top-flight speed, Julio Jones speed. All right, so there you go. The Thursday night test is passed only by Tori Smith. Now, for more news, let's throw it over to Molly Karam and Marcus Grant. Cue. Thank you, Jay. I'm loving the new digs. That uh, desk over there is pretty sweet. All right, I'm joined by NFL.com fantasy editor Marcus Grant, and we've got some more Jets news. The latest news is that Bilal Powell is ahead of Chris Ivory on the running back depth chart, according to the team's website. Gang Green traded a fourth-round pick to the Saints for Ivory in the offseason. So is this move a surprise, Marcus? I mean, we went into this preseason thinking that Bilal Powell was going to be the Jets starter. Wait, what? <laughs> I mean, it is. It is a surprise that Bilal Powell is top of the depth chart. In terms of fantasy, it doesn't really do anything for you. I mean, if you had Chris Ivory, maybe you were starting him as a number three, number four type running back, a flex position guy. Bilal Powell, you're not starting at all. 
All right, let's switch gears to another New York team. The Giants have placed Andre Brown on injured reserve with the designation to return. The Ravens also use this on tight end Dennis Pitta. With the designation, Brown cannot practice for six weeks, and he won't be seen on the field until week 10 when the Giants host the Raiders. Pitta came, will come back week 9 when the Ravens travel to Cleveland. What does this mean for fantasy owners? Well, I mean, you're talking about Andre Brown. You mentioned he won't be back on the field till week 10 at the soonest. I mean, unless you're guaranteed a playoff spot, chances are you only have him for four weeks. With Dennis Pitta, maybe you only have him for five weeks. There's not a lot there that you're going to get in terms of value. Maybe you stash these guys if you feel like you have depth and you want to make a playoff run. But generally, these are guys that you probably want to leave alone. All right, how about some good news here for Aaron Rodgers? Green Bay Packers wide receiver Jordy Nelson has been medically cleared to play against the Niners on Sunday. Nelson underwent knee surgery in August and has been practicing since last week. All signs point to him being ready for this weekend, but can you trust him against that San Francisco defense? I am not trusting Jordy Nelson against the Niners defense. In two games against the Niners last year, a combined 10 catches, 110 yards, that's not particularly great from a fantasy perspective. No touchdowns in those two games. If you have another number two wide receiver option on your roster, you might want to take a look at that this week. Not good for this girl because I drafted him. <laughs> <laughs> That's your news and notes around the league. Still to come, it's easy to plug stars into your starting lineup, but it's usually sleepers that lead you to fantasy titles. Adam Rank drops by to give his list of players that will awake from their fantasy slumber in week one. But up next, Michael Fabiano reveals his list of star players you should plan to bench this weekend with a few names that will shock you. NFL Fantasy Live coming right back. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Joined now by fantasy editor Michael Fabiano. And Fabs, you have an article that comes out every Wednesday called Stardom and Sidham every week during the regular season. Tell us about it. Well, basically just looking at the best and worst matchups based on fantasy points that are, you know, the big-name guys like Arian Foster and Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. So we help you make those lineup decisions a little bit easier. All right, so now we're going to reveal all of Michael Fabiano's stardoms later in the show. But first, we'll start you with some sit-ems and your week one quarterbacks. Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, Joe Flacco, Jay Cutler. Cutler's a guy who's been getting a lot of heat. Mark Trestman's offense fast, but you still say sit-em. I still don't trust him, and that Bengals defense is so underrated, Jason. I think that's going to be a very low-scoring game. Now, I know that there's a name on there that people are like, what? Sit Cam Newton? You don't sit Cam Newton unless you have a viable, legitimate number two fantasy quarterback on your roster with a good matchup like a Matt Stafford or a Tony Romo. But Cam Newton's worst game last year came against the Seattle Seahawks at home. He only had 12 completions in the contest, no touchdowns. And the Seahawks defense is one of those units that you want to avoid if at all possible. If you have a quarterback that's, you know what, Cam is an elite guy, but the Seahawks defense is pretty elite as well. So, again, based on matchups, if you have a Romo, if you have a Stafford, then I sit Cam Newton this week. What about a guy like an Eli Manning or Phillip Rivers that have decent matchups? Oh, no. Phillip Rivers, no. I, I want nothing to do with Phillip <laughs> Rivers. And, you know, I'd rather start Cam Newton than Eli Manning, even though I like Eli's matchup. But there are some quarterbacks there that I mentioned that you could start over Cam Newton. Most of the times you want to stick with your studs, but if you have a good second quarterback – Think about benching Cam. All right, but Andy Dalton not on that list this week. Yeah, Andy Dalton, listen, I think he's a sleeper, but I don't think he's a sleeper this week. For the season, that's a different story. The Bears' defense at home, pretty darn tough. And Andy Dalton's a guy who I don't trust to be a week-in and week-out number one fantasy quarterback. The fact of the matter is, the Bears allowed fewer than 12 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks last season. They are tough, and they're going to be fired up to play in their first week of the season in front of their home 
crowd. I just don't trust Dalton this week. The good news is if you have Andy Dalton, you likely have him as a two, so you have a better quarterback. Yes, exactly. The bad news is if you have him as a one, your team's in trouble and anyway. I've, <laughs> I've actually seen some people who do have Dalton as a one, and those people need to look at other options. Terrell Pryor, that's another option. Those are people I want in my league. Oh, Andy Dalton's number one quarterback? Yeah, that's who I want. Let's get to some running backs. These are guys, Michael Fabiano says, sit them this week. Led off on the list by, hey, Ryan Matthews is on the list. Eddie Lacy, Shocking. Chris Ivory, D'Angelo Williams. Now, D'Angelo Williams, Fabs, this is a guy who's got the running game pretty much all to himself. Who's he playing? The Seattle Seahawks. And uh, the Seattle Seahawks are a defense, again, that I am trying to avoid, if at all possible, week in and week out, based on how good they were last season. Let's start off with Ryan Matthews, my pal, my good friend, <laughs> who left me with egg on my face last year because I promoted him as a potential number one fantasy running back. I want nothing to do with Ryan Matthews. And he's got a tough matchup against the Texans. They allowed an average of just around 12 fantasy points per game to running backs last season. And Matthews isn't a three-down back, Jason. Danny Woodhead is there for a reason. I don't trust the Chargers' offensive line. I don't trust the Chargers. And I don't trust Ryan Matthews. For over the long haul, Ryan Matthews or Danny Woodhead? Ryan Matthews because he's the starter. But Danny Woodhead's a sneaky, sneaky flex option, especially in PPR leagues where you get those points for catches. All right, someone who we thought was going to be a breakout guy still could wind up being a breakout guy this year is Chris Ivory of the Jets. However, the Jets' official depth chart released. He is running second right. behind Bilal Powell. This is a situation that's fluid. Ivory missed a lot of camp, so mm-hmm. this is going to change as the season goes on. But yeah. you got him as a sit this week. I haven't lost face in, in Chris Ivory. I, I still think this guy could end up being a very nice flex starter for fantasy owners. But as you mentioned, Bilal Powell is listed ahead of him on the depth chart. This could be a committee in week one. And oh, by the way, the Buccaneers, they had one of the best run defenses in the National Football League last season. So this is a situation that you want to avoid, if at all possible. If you're in desperate straits, maybe you start Chris Ivory as a flex, but there's not a lot of confidence coming for me right now because the matchup is bad and because it looks like it's a committee right now. Wide receiver Siddhams led off by everybody's favorite wide receiver, Stevie Johnson. Fabs, you say Stevie Johnson is a sit. Now, I, I saw him this week say, the Patriots can't stop us. We're going to be incredible on offense. Guys like that never lie. What is he going to say? <laughs> yeah, the Patriots defense is going to dominate me. I'm in big trouble this week. Of course not. Uh, Mike Wallace is another guy that I'm not big on this week. Steve Smith against the Seattle Seahawks. You guys see a trend there. But let's get back to Stevie Johnson. Okay, Stevie Johnson... It looks like a good matchup on paper because the Patriots' defense has not been good against the pass lately. But he only has one touchdown in four career home games against the New England Patriots. And I know E.J. Manuel starting for the Bills, but he's still a rookie. He didn't get a lot of reps in preseason because he had that knee surgery. So this is one of those situations where I tread lightly, Mr. White, uh-huh. and I bench Stevie Johnson. In fact, I bench all my Bills not named C.J. Spiller. Fantasy, yo. We're doing fantasy. How about Vincent Jackson? He's someone who was one of the top wide receivers last year. You say this is not a good week. You're probably going to end up starting him as a two. Again, you have to have a really deep bench of wide receivers to bench Steven ja- uh, Vincent Jackson. But the fact of the matter is, he's going up against Antonio Cromartie this week. And the Jets, as much as we like to make fun of them, they have a good pass defense. And they had a really good pass defense last year. Even without Revis, when he was banged up, Cromartie was extremely good. Cromartie will shadow Vincent Jackson. So if you do start him... Don't expect big numbers. All right, and the same thing you have uh, uh, later on, and we're going to get to Mike Wallace. Yeah. Mike Wallace on Joe Hayden Island, so you want to watch out for yeah. that as well while he's on Michael Fabiano's sitting board as well. Now, as far as tight ends for week one, these are the guys you are sitting down. Greg Olson, Fred Davis, Jermichael Finley, and Jordan Cameron. Fabs, Jermichael Finley was everybody's favorite new tight end in the draft. Hey, he was down last year, but now he's back. But you say sit him. 
I like him overall. I don't like him this week against the 49ers. There's not many Green Bay Packers I like this week against the 49ers. How about this, Smith? Last year, the Niners allowed fewer than four fantasy points per game to tight ends on their home field. Finley only has one touchdown in his last 15 games. And as much as, I, again, I think he's going to turn into a low-end one, when you're playing the 49ers, there are going to be better options out there. Brandon Myers is a better option, I believe, this week, giving you one example. Jermichael uh, Finley is not someone I want to start against this San Francisco defense. So Jordan Cameron, you like him for this season, yes. but not for this week. The Miami Dolphins are pretty good against tight ends. At least they were last year. And that Dolphins defense, I would argue, has really improved in the offseason with some of the moves they made in the draft and through free agency. Uh, they only gave up two touchdowns to tight ends all year in 2012. Do I like Jordan Cameron long-term, Jason? I absolutely do. Do I like him this week? Not so much. And Cameron's a guy that I kind of want to sit back and wait and see what happens with him. Once he starts playing, once he starts that breakout process, which I think will come this year, then I'll have confidence in playing him right now this week against the Dolphins. I don't. All right, so these are Michael Fabiano's sits again. Check out his column on NFL.com. Later on in the show, we'll get to his big starts for Week 1. Coming up on NFL Fantasy Live, having trouble setting your lineup for Week 1? We're here to help. We break down the best fantasy matchups and give you our must-starts for the opening weekend of football. And up next, we introduce you to this season's notable rookie class. We'll tell you which players are destined for greatness and which ones should have stayed in school. The value of a Central Connecticut education. And don't forget, if you still haven't signed up for your fantasy league, there's still plenty of time. Visit NFL.com slash fantasy to sign up and start your league today with free live scoring, exclusive in-game video highlights, customized matchup previews, and much more. Sign up today at NFL.com slash fantasy. Hello again. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Molly Karam here with Michael Fabiano and Fabs. Rookies like RG3, Andrew Luck, Russell Wilson, Alfred Morris all had huge fantasy season last year. Let's talk about some guys you have your eye on this year. Mm-hmm. Let's show your top 10 rookies in fantasy. And uh, taking a look here, Eddie Lacy, Monty Ball, Tavon Austin. Let's get into some of these guys. Eddie Lacy really helped his stock this year in the preseason. In the preseason, he looked extremely good. And uh, there was also some situations in Green Bay that pumped him up the depth chart. Number one, Dewan Harris injured, out for the year on injured reserve. And then don't forget, Alex Green has been cut, picked up by the New York Jets. Eddie Lacy will now be the first rookie drafted in every seasonal league, and he'll definitely be a first-rounder in Dynasty Leagues. He's a big bruising back with a chip on his shoulder because he thought he should have been the number one rookie running back drafted back in April. He wasn't. He's looking to make people look a little bit wrong there, uh, and I think he is a fantastic RB3 with RB2 upside. Now, the Broncos' backfield seems a little crowded, but you think Monty Ball will emerge? I like upside, and I always talk about upside, and I preach upside. We all like upside and everything. And Monty Ball has the most upside in this backfield. Let's see what happens. Right now, Ronnie Hillman's listed as a starter, but they're going drive-by-drive in a backfield committee. At some point, I think Monte Ball becomes more of the featured back. Maybe not truly featured like a Marshawn Lynch, but a guy who should see more touches than no Sean Marino or Hilliard. So, uh, Hillman. So, this is a kid that you don't draft in the early rounds. You wait until the middle rounds. Maybe he doesn't pan out immediately, but he's someone to sit on for sure. Fabs, earlier you said Eddie Lacy wanted to be the number one rookie drafted, but it looks like Tavon Austin might win that award in your opinion. Yeah, at the wide receiver position, he will definitely be the first rookie taken. A lot of talent here. Now, he's not listed as a starter right now, but he is going to see plenty of opportunities in a Rams offense that could really use his help in the passing game and on special teams. He has more value if you get fantasy points for individual players 
returning balls, returning punts, returning kicks, that kind of thing. And Tavon Austin is explosive. By the end of the season, he'll be no worse than the second wide receiver there in St. Louis alongside Chris Gibbons. Don't go crazy on him. He's no more than a four in fantasy, but he has the upside to be a three. You said uh, the Bengals' backfield a little uh, crowded there as well, but you think Giovanni Bernard could emerge there and and could be a steal for fantasy owners? Uh, Right now, Benjarvis Grinellis is still listed atop the depth chart, but he's very one-dimensional. Giovanni Bernard is a very, very versatile athlete. You can catch the ball out of the backfield. Exactly, you can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can run with it. He showed that in North Carolina. And if you get this kid in the middle rounds, he could end up bearing fruit as a flex starter during the course of the regular season. And another thing I liked about him is that he saw some goal line work in the preseason, and that is important from a fantasy perspective. I know you have an update on DeAndre Hopkins and his injury situation, but he appears to have locked up the starting job alongside um, Andre Johnson. Right, and he's passed all of his concussion tests and the protocol, so he'll be out there on the field against the San Diego Chargers on Monday night. Now, rookie wide receivers don't always put up big numbers. In fact, they typically put up less than stellar numbers. So you don't want to draft him as anything more than your wide receiver five, but based on talent and based on upside, Hopkins is still worth a pick in seasonal leagues. And watch out for this kid in dynasty leagues. Once Andre Johnson passes the torch to him, he could be extremely good in fantasy. Real quick, who's your number one rookie overall? It's Eddie Lacy. No doubt about it. Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy it is. Good stuff by you. Thank you. Still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, Adam Rank drops by to give us his week one sleepers. You don't want to miss it. We're back in a few. Stay here. Here we go, guys. Hey, this is our house. We all know that. If you don't get pumped up for this game right here, you shouldn't even be here. All right? So when we go out here, we're going to do what we do. We're going to make plays. Make sure you know that you're going to make the play to win this game. All right? Let's go. Dominate on three. One, two, three. Dominate. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Jason Smith and joined again by NFL.com fantasy editor Michael Fabiano, a man who did four drafts at once last night fast. <laughs> at least now we're only talking about one guy at a time. Oh, so that's man, good. that was rough last night. That was <laughs> tough. All right, now earlier in the show we took a look at Fabs' sit-ems for week one. Now we're going to look at his big stardoms for opening week. For the entire list, log on to NFL.com slash fantasy. Going to start with the quarterbacks. Tony Romo, Matthew Stafford, RG3, Matt Ryan. Fabs, Matt Ryan. Well, normally you'd say, okay, you're going to start him, but the quarterback position is so deep, you got to put him on this list. And this is a great matchup against the New Orleans Saints as well. So Matt Ryan is a guy who's just about as close to a must-start as you can get with uh, your name not being Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, or Drew Brees. But let's go back and talk about Tony Romo. Tony Romo's a guy who's had a lot of success against the New York Giants in his career. In fact, he's had 300-plus passing yards in three of his last four games against the Giants, and the Giants' defense has a lot of question marks in terms of stopping the pass. Last year, they allowed an average of right around 19 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks on the road. This is going to be a high-scoring game. Start Tony Romo. Now, I feel emboldened you have Matthew Stafford on this list as well. I'm starting Stafford over Russell Wilson this week. He's got a phenomenal matchup, and with Reggie Bush in that backfield, 80-yard touchdowns could be a little bit easier this year. Two things that are extremely good for Matthew Stafford. Number one is at home. In his last nine home games, he's averaged right around 350 passing yards, which is insane, and the Vikings are not very good against the pass. At least they weren't last season, and I'm expecting that trend to continue. Matthew Stafford, who we both think is going to have a bounce-back year, is a solid start in Week 1. RG3 normally is a must-start every week, but coming off injury, is this a must-start, or is this if you have somebody backing up that's good? I I think he's a must-start. I mean, Eagles defense has got all the looks of being really bad this year, 
And RG3 is healthy. They're not going to put him out on that field unless he's 100%. And Mike Shanahan is saying, hey, we're not changing any of the playbook. This is RG3. He's ready. He's set to go. I start him unless you're in an eight-team league and <laughs> Drew Brees is your second quarterback or your first quarterback, whatever. That's not going to happen in most leagues. RG3 is a great start. I miss being in leagues like, leagues like that. I do. You know, when it's I first no started. Fun. Why? Then you did really well. Like, oh, I'm going to have a great seat. I'm going to go to the championship in this no one. No challenge in that, Smith. All right, let's get to the running backs. Here's Fabs' stardom for week one. Headline by Steven Jackson, Steven Ridley right there as well, David Wilson, and Lamar Miller. Kind of surprised. We thought he'd be there beginning of the preseason, Fabs, but as the preseason went on, Lamar Miller didn't really impress. Uh, you know what? It's all about the matchups, though, and the Browns have a very vulnerable run defense. But let's get back to Steven Jackson. A guy that a lot of us on the show are extremely high on. And this is a very good matchup. Six touchdowns in his last five games against the New Orleans Saints. If you played the Saints last year, you basically were starting that player. Because their defense was just awful. And I know Rob Ryan's in there and maybe he'll make things a little bit better. I don't see it especially seeing what he didn't do in Dallas over the last couple of years. <laughs> Steven Jackson, to me, is going to be a high-end number two. Stardom as your number two this weekend against the Saints. Yeah, if you get fantasy points for your defensive coordinator being intimidating, you might want to start <laughs> against Rob Ryan. But here's David Wilson, who now has the running game all to himself. The best news, he was a breakout guy, Fabs. If he fumbles, he's still likely going to be out there because they can't go to Andre Brown. And the Cowboys' run defense has question marks as well. And David Wilson is a guy, boy, what a, what a coup if you got him a week or two ago, before Henri Brown got hurt, because you probably drafted him as a three. Now you've got an RB2 on your hands, Jason, and he should be in your starting lineup, even if it's as a flex, this weekend against the Cowboys, again, in a game that I think is going to be very high scoring. If you remember, Ahmad Bradshaw always did pretty well against the Cowboys, and David Wilson is far more explosive than Bradshaw. And in our expert league, Elliot Harrison reached up to take him in the second round because he was going to be gone by the time he came back around in the third. Here's your wide receivers, your starters for week one. I'm happy because two of my guys are on your list here, Fabs. you got Pierre Garçon, Deshaun Jackson, Antonio Brown, Marcus Colston. I'm happy to see you have Antonio Brown because <laughs> in my four leagues I've done so far, yeah. I have Antonio Brown in every league. I have Antonio Brown in, I think, three of my nine leagues. Maybe it's four. And I really like this kid. He's going to break out this season. Mike Wallace is now in South Beach, and he, Brown, is the number one option in the pass attack for Ben Roethlisberger. And the Titans' pass defense was vulnerable last year. You know, Cortland Fingen is gone. They no longer have him in the mix. So Antonio Brown is a very good wide receiver, two and an even better wide receiver, three. This weekend, start Antonio Brown. Yeah, I think the same thing with him. 80 catches a year ago, 119 targets that went Mike Wallace's way. If half of them go his way, you're looking pretty good. And remember, they don't have much of a running game this week. No. Now, how about Marcus Colston? Colston is a guy that you have to start, no doubt about it. And what I think could be a 45-40 to game against the (laughs) Atlanta Falcons. And he's had a lot of success against Atlanta, especially on his home field. Marcus Colston is a guy, you know what? He doesn't have the glitz and the glamour of a Des Bryant uh, or any of these top five wide receivers like an A.J. Green, but he gets the job done. And in a game where there's going to be a lot of points scored, Marcus Colston needs to be your starter, even if he's just a wide receiver, too. Yes, playing everybody in that game, I'm actually starting Mike Smith in one of my leagues. (laughs) Here's your stardom sit-ems for tight ends. Michael Fabiano says, get Tony Gonzalez, get Kyle Rudolph. Get Brandon Myers and get Zach Sudfeld into your starting lineup. Now, Fab, Tony Gonzalez is someone who, yeah, you want to start him, obviously. Yep. But Kyle Rudolph, right on his heels. Yeah, Kyle Rudolph, in his last game against the Detroit Lions, just had a monstrosity of a game, had double-digit fantasy points. And let's not forget, you know, Rudolph was the Pro Bowl MVP last year, and the Vikings are going to look to throw him the football in the middle of the field 
course, they have Greg Jennings now, so he's going to draw a little bit more defensive attention. I think Kyle Rudolph is a solid number one fantasy tight end this weekend in a game, again, where there could be a lot of points scored. A phrase we haven't said at all, and we may only say a couple of times, you got to start Zach Sudfeld. I mean, this may only be a couple of weeks we get to say it, Fab, so say it now. I don't know if you have to start Zach Sudfeld, (laughs) but if you have Rob Gronkowski, if your tight end position is a little lax, Sudfeld is a nice sleeper against the Buffalo Bills, Jason. Do you remember how well Gronkowski plays against the Bills week in and week out? Every time he faces Buffalo, he destroys them. Don't think that Bill Belichick doesn't know that. They're weak against tight ends. And this undrafted rookie, now the starter with Gronkowski out this week, or at least likely out this week, that's what we expect, he is a sneaky low-end tight end one. All right, so there you go. Who knew? Zach Sudfeld will be recommending him for week one of the season. Still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, we dig even deeper into your week one dream matchups and tell you which sleepers will wake up and have huge fantasy days. NFL Fantasy Live rolls on. Steps up, fires back in the end zone, up in the air, touchdown, touchdown Bears, and Cutler with a pump of the fist. There goes Johnson, and they won't catch him. Here's one for Cobb, touchdown. Trying to find a crease, and up, still on his feet, D'Angelo Williams. Here goes Miller for his first career touchdown. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Are those players you just saw great, or are they ones to not believe the hype on? I'm Chuck D. alongside Professor Griff, Flavor Flav, and Terminator X. These are guys don't believe the hype on. Let's start things off with you, Terminator X, Randall Cobb. I don't even know who Terminator X is. <laughs> he was the right, he was, okay. Uh, I listened to too much George Strait, I think, but I, I got to tell you, I believe in the hype when it comes to George Strait. Not on Randall Cobb for week one. Now, I drafted Randall Cobb in our Experts League. I took him in the third round. I believe in him for the season, Jason, but I don't believe in Randall Cobb against the San Francisco 49ers. This team allowed the fewest yards after the catch in the NFL last year. 88 times they put a receiver's butt on the ground as soon as he caught the football. They also gave up the fewest amount of plays of 10-plus yards. Randall Cobb didn't play in the preseason, okay? He hasn't been playing. So he's going to be a little bit rusty. Aaron Rodgers barely played in the preseason. Week one, if you have a very, very deep receiver core or you're in one of those ridiculous eight-team leagues, then I say sit him and play somebody else. All right, Marcus, we talked about Lamar Miller. He's someone who we had a lot of hype behind him coming into the season, but now not so much with a bad preseason. Yeah, I know, and I shouldn't be sitting next to Fabiano here because no. he's probably going to punch me. I he's going to duct feels. tape your mouth shut. I know how he feels about <laughs> Lamar Miller, but honestly, and it has nothing to do with last season. Throw out what he did last year simply because he was playing behind Reggie Bush, so that really isn't a true indicator. What worries me about Lamar Miller is that he came into the season as the de facto guy to win this job, And he played like it, which is to say he kind of didn't do a whole lot. He just really was lackluster in the preseason. I know the matchup so far this week is going to be good in week one against the Cleveland Browns rushing defense. But really, Lamar Miller did nothing to show me that he's worthy of being the number two running back on your fantasy team, that he's not worthy of all the hype that he got in the preseason. I'm going to need two or three games of him actually producing some decent numbers before I finally start to get back on the bandwagon. Fabs, I know you love him, but right now... I'm just not buying it. I never wanted people to draft him as an RB2, though. As an RB3, that's where he belonged. But against the Browns, start him. I'm starting. Yeah, and Lamar Miller called in and said he needs two or three more weeks of you on Fantasy League. <laughs> <Live. laughs> that's fair enough. That's what he said. I, you know. Now, I'm in a Fantasy League where I get points for Rouges, so I should want to start Jay Cutler, but okay. no hype on Jay Cutler? No. Hey, listen, I, I know get a Rouge, talking though, about Jay Cutler <laughs> with Mark Trussman calling the plays, and yes, he's got a great rapport with Brandon Marshall, but guys, Jay Cutler hasn't been a good fantasy quarterback since he left Denver, okay? And I don't trust him. 
And the fact of the matter is the quarterback position is so deep that Jay Cutler is not going to become an elite fantasy quarterback. He's not even going to become a good matchup-based starter. I don't trust him. I'd rather have Terrell Pryor. And you guys can call me crazy. Go ahead, call me crazy. crazy. I'd rather have Terrell Pryor than Jay Cutler. Cutler is not somebody I'm not starting this week, for sure, against the Cincinnati Bengals, who have one of the more underrated defenses in the National Football League. Jay Cutler, keep him on your bench. Yeah, we've seen Jay Cutler. We've seen who he is. We haven't seen who a guy like Terrell Pryor is. So you have, when there's a lot of room between your head and the ceiling, I like that. Upside. I, I completely agree. I think when Cutler was last a viable fantasy starter, Lindell White was your RB2. <laughs> Lindell White. Wow. It's been that long. Wow. It's been about five years. That is it's a been long a while. time. It's been a while. All right, now let's get to some sleepers here you should target for week one and send things over to Adam Rank. Thanks, guys. Well, every Wednesday on NFL.com, I'll be revealing my sleepers for the week in an article I like to call Ranks 11. So how about we take a look at these sleepers right now? Now, I'm only going to reveal 10 of these. If you want the full 11, you got to go to NFL.com slash Ranks 11. But let's look at this list right here. Alex Smith at the top. And I want to tell you guys something right now. If you tweet me at Adam Rank and ask me if Alex Smith should start ahead of Peyton Manning, I will ban you forever. This is a sleeper list. Start the studs that you drafted, but if you're in bigger leagues or if you have some lineup issues already, cool. Here are some sleepers you can use. Guys like, how about Ben Tate right there? Now, a lot of you drafted Tate because, A, you wanted to ensure your Arian Foster pick. That's savvy. Or you wanted to cause a lot of misery to the person who did draft Foster, and I like that a lot. However, there will be times where Tate is a valuable sleeper option as a flex play. This is one of those weeks. The Chargers defense gives up a lot of points to running backs based on last week, last year's numbers. Go ahead and start Tate. Now, let's talk about another number two running back who could have sleeper appeal. We're talking about Shane Vereen. Not only is he a running back, he lines up all over the field. He catches passes. He runs routes. Look at him burning this linebacker right here. He's going to be doing that a lot. He's going to be featured prominently in the red zone because I don't know if you heard this. Rob Gronkowski, he's not playing in week one. So Shane Vereen is going to be out there. He's going to be a guy you can rely on. Put him into your lineup. Feel safe about it. You have my guarantee. Now, let's go on to receivers. You need one? I got one. T.Y. Hilton, look at that. Seven receptions for 114 yards and three touchdowns during the preseason. Nifty little move right there. Now, they've got a new coordinator there in Indianapolis. His name is Pep Hamilton. They're going to be running a little bit of the West Coast offense. That should not hurt his production. He showed a lot of promise as a rookie. He's going to step up in his second season. Plus, you've got to love the matchup. Anytime you can play anybody going up against the Raiders, I suggest that you do it. Now, I talked about Gronkowski a second ago. Let's talk a little bit about tight ends. Julius Thomas. Now, don't Google him. I'll, tell, I'll let you know who he is. He's the guy who became the number one tight end for the Denver Broncos. That's right. He beat out Jacob Tammy. He beat out Joel Dreesen. You know why? Athleticism. Look at the moves he's making right there. He can do so many different things on the field. The only thing I don't like, he's got Wes Welker. He's got Eric Decker. He's got Demarius Thomas there. But, again, If you're stuck for a tight end and you need a sleeper option, again, I cannot stress this enough, sleeper option, get Julius Thomas. Now, let's talk D. If you know anything about me, I like to mix and match defenses. And one of the things I really like to do, I like to pick up anybody who's playing the Jets. I don't know if you watched the Jets in the preseason. Not good. They're going to start Geno Smith. 
I think Rex Ryan is going through his George Costanza phase where he'd probably just rather be fired than have to go out and coach the Jets. So anytime this season, you can pick one of these teams up off the waiver wire and have them play the Jets, go ahead and do it. All right, now still to come, we're pitting genius versus genius to break down your biggest week one dilemmas. It's Elliot Harrison against the fans. Let's go fans. That's coming up next. Hey, fantasy fans, you want to have your fantasy questions seen and answered by millions? Check out Fantasy Genius right now on NFL.com. Ask the world who you should start, bench, add, or drop. You can also have your team rated by other fantasy players. Submit poll questions and much more. Log on to NFL.com slash genius to get started. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Jason Smith here with our resident genius, Elliot Harrison. We're going to compare his fantasy answers to the rest of the world's using fantasy genius. Oh, boy. Doubt Elliot Harrison's acumen as a football genius. Again, I got a question prepared here. Stayed up all last night. You have no idea what I'm going to ask you. I do Right? No idea. No, No, I'm worried. Okay. I came up with this one. 1984, a big year in the NFL. Eric Dickerson, Dan Marino, 5,000 yards. Eric Mm -hmm. Dickerson, 2,100 yards. Who led the NFL in receiving yards in 1984? 1984 receiving yards. Roy Green, 1,555. Okay. Roy Green? Wow. 1,555 <laughs> yards, Genius. Damn. You're okay? Yeah, I'm all right. You're, you're all right. You're ready? tough, man. Don't do that to me. <laughs> ah. Holy cow. I tell you, I got confidence in you. All right, so here we go. Now, knowing that, knowing what he knows about football, here we go. Better flex this week, Lamar Miller or Dale Richardson? Well, I know we've talked about a Lamar Miller a lot on this show, but I'm actually going to play Daryl Richardson if I had to play one of these two. Now, Lamar Miller has been declared the starter, not because he was so much better than Daniel Thomas, but because Daniel Thomas stunk. Daryl Richardson was declared the starter a long time ago, and he's playing on the fast track at home in St. Louis. I think Richardson's going to get 20 touches. I like him better versus the Cardinals than Lamar Miller on the road versus Cleveland. All right, let's get to wide receiver question now here. Antonio Brown or Mike Williams? Mike Williams could be on Cromartie Island, but he might not be. Well, Mike Williams, Antonio Brown... Antonio Brown is playing Tennessee, okay? And Mike Williams is playing the New York Jets. I know you're huge Jets fans. How much question do you have about the Jets' defense? The biggest question. Well, this week I have questions about the looseness. Long term, they're going to be okay. But this week I could see them giving up a lot of big plays. Would you rather have the Jets' defense or the Tennessee Titans' defense? Ooh, I'd rather have the Tennessee Titans' yeah, defense. I would not. The really? Titans gave up 471 Oof. points last year. I want Antonio Brown, especially with Pittsburgh's running back by committee, Pittsburgh's going to be able to throw the ball on Tennessee. I like Antonio Brown to get 100 yards and a touchdown. Mike Williams is such a hit-or-miss player. Maybe Mike Williams gets 60 yards and a touch, but I like the yardage for Antonio Brown. I think he's a better play. That's the guy I would start. All right, let's take a look and see what America says, if they agree or disagree with our fantasy genius. And Antonio Brown not getting a lot of love. Uh, There's a lot of anti-Jets fans out there, Elliot. That's what's going on. That's fine. I'll play Antonio Brown and be happy about it. (laughs) All right, quarterbacks now. Better start, RG3, who will start week one, or Matthew Stafford? This is a tough call. Uh, Matt Stafford has had some good games against the Vikings. He threw for over 300 yards against them twice last year in both their meetings. That said, you drafted RG3 ahead of Matt Stafford in your fantasy league. Week one, play him. Play him. Let RG3 prove to you that he's not ready. There's no reason to not play him against the Eagles. It's not like the Eagles have a great defense. The Eagles are not good on defense right now. They have so much new personnel. 
Three out of the four members of their secondary are brand new. Play RG3. And, oh, by the way, how many rushing yards is Matt Stafford going to get you, Jason? If you're lucky, maybe seven. Or ten, maybe. <laughs> sure. RG3 could get you 50. I play RG3. All right, let's see the results. Does America agree or disagree with Elliot Harrison? 50-50. Wow. So the people like both these guys. And look, they're both great starts. I, I, I totally understand it. Matt Stafford's a borderline 1-2 in RG3 coming back off the injury. But right now, I'd play RG3. That's who most people would have as their one, not Stafford. All right, let's get to a running back question. Better start, Stephen Ridley or Chris Johnson? Didn't have to think long. Don't have to. Stephen Ridley. I mean, they're playing the Buffalo Bills. Bills were 31st in the league and run defense last year. They had a heck of a time stopping running backs. Stephen Ridley had a nice preseason. He's still the guy in New England. They still have a lot of youth on the outside. Other than Danny Amendola, hardly anyone knows who these players are. I'm telling you right now, Stephen Ridley's going to have a very good fantasy season. I play him over Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson's facing the Steelers. Now, are you down on Chris Johnson because of the matchup or because you don't believe in him this season? I believe in Chris Johnson as an occasional big home run guy for you. He can get you a monster fantasy game. Not a guy that's going to get you that 10, 12 points you need every single week. All right, let's take a look and see if America agrees or disagrees with Elliot Harrison. 61% for Chris Johnson. You know, Elliot, you see enough highlights of 80-yard touchdown runs, people are yeah. going to say, got to hey, go with CJ. We should go back and compare. <laughs> well, that's the thing about Chris Johnson is that he'll win you four games all by himself, but – Eight games he'll cost you because suddenly he's giving you like 20 yards rushing. Yeah, and the, the negative twos kill you. All right, real quick, Owen Daniels or Jermichael Finley? Who would you rather go with? I'm actually going to go with Jermichael Finley. 49ers starting a rookie at safety. I like Jermichael Finley in this one. He's looked good so far in the preseason. All right, there we go. That's going to do it for us here. Remember, you can still sign up for fantasy football right now at NFL.com slash fantasy. So check it out. Tomorrow we'll have a full preview of the season opener between the Ravens and Broncos plus scary week one matchups. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.